0: I suppose, going back to the very beginning, about a year or two ago, um, I saw Ronaldinho's brother, uh, S.E.S., had made some new Instagram account, And at the time, he kind of thought it was fake or something, but it was up on Ronaldinho's actual Instagram account as being him. Like So I said I'd give him a follow, and it was one of the first few hundred followers anyway. One, one day I said, look, I'll just try and send him a message and see what happens. Um, because usually you don't get these kind of chances to talk to people like that. I don't got to they it because people
1: nowadays... Before we get straight into the podcast I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors D Kirby GA Star Declan Kirby GA Star Championship Journey it's a series of GA team children's books written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan you can check it out in the link in the description down below of course as well follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club recently formed a promising GA team the book is now available in Eason's and all good bookshops so check it out in the description down below and let's get straight into it what's the story everyone welcome back to GA Fan TV my name is Aaron I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well this is another edition of the ga fan tv podcast and today i spoke with kerry senior footballer paul walsh we spoke about a range of topics in today's episode we spoke about paul's time playing for the kerry minors back in 2018 and 2019 of course he was a part of the 2018 minor team that won the All ireland senior minor football championship back in 2018 and in fact he was the minor footballer of the year so we spoke all about his experience back in 2018 we spoke about his experience breaking into the under 20 team as well and of course obviously the whole covid layoff and how much of an impact that had on himself and of course his teammates obviously with the fact that there was a huge long layoff not much under 20 football going on and certainly for a lot of underage footballers there wasn't much to focus on in that time period we also got his thoughts on the current kerry senior football team paul will be eligible For the Kerry Senior Footballers this year If all goes to plan So we spoke about that His thoughts on Jack O'Connor Coming back in as the Kerry Senior Football Manager We also spoke about the incredible story as well When Paul met up with Ronaldinho last year Yes that's right He met up with Brazilian superstar Ronaldinho He flew over to Rio de Janeiro by himself To meet Ronaldinho It's an incredible fascinating story Probably one of the stories of 2021 without doubt So we spoke all about that as well Throughout the podcast So do stay tuned for that and leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And without further ado, let's get straight into it. Guys, okay, so welcome back to another edition of the GAA Fan TV Podcast. I'm delighted to have uh, underage and under-20 footballer, Kerry footballer Paul Walsh. Uh, Paul, what's the crack with yourself? How's things? Hi Aaron, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Delighted to be here. To... No butter, no butter. We'll, we'll run through anyway your, your time obviously playing for uh, the Kerry minors and, and the Kerry under-20s. And obviously have a look at the, the current Kerry seniors as well. And of course, the the crazy story of, of you meeting Ronaldinho, which I'm sure uh, a lot of people will definitely want to know a lot more about. I suppose, how have you found the, the COVID situation? I suppose, first of all, like, obviously, there's been a long layoff for the Kerry for the under 20s, and especially for, for all under 20 footballers, really, like, you've had very little games, very little action. So how have you found sort of the, the long layoff over the past, uh, I suppose, past few years now? Um, I
0: suppose at the very start of COVID, uh, 2019, a lot of players are kind of happy to have a bit of a layoff because, you know, as in the JA season. There's never really a a proper off season so um, at the start, I think most players were kind of happy to have a bit of have a few months off. Um, a lot of people would be carrying a bit of injuries, a bit of niggles and stuff, so you're trying to get that right and stuff. Um, so the first few months, uh, on that note, were kind of good for most players, but I think then after a while, it just got people got sick of this. Um, the motivation got kind of low. Uh, once it keeps going on, the further it goes, um, you're thinking, geez, am I, am I ever going to get back playing? Um, you're not in contact with your friends as much playing, so you're kind of isolated, and it's hard to get back. But um, thankfully things seem to be getting back to normal now, and hopefully in the next few months it'll be totally back to normal.
1: Hundred percent, yeah, because there's been very little action. Like obviously you've had no Sigurs and Cope as well, which I think has been like a. I suppose, a huge slight on the progression of a lot of younger footballers. And I suppose now Fitzgibbon for for, Cup for hurlers as well. So I'd imagine for yourself and college at the moment, kind of getting back to that and getting back to that routine as well over the next, hopefully, couple of years anyway. Like, hopefully, we kind of move out of this situation going into, into 2022 and 2023. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, Obviously, October 22nd is a big enough date, but
0: um, hopefully next year we can get back to a proper championship. Uh, proper club structure
1: and just things back to normal. Absolutely, yeah. Like, um, I suppose obviously, like, we'll we'll start definitely, anyways. With um, I suppose the the crazy story of yourself meeting Ronaldinho, obviously a, a couple of weeks ago, three four weeks ago. I think it was around the time the the Mayo and, and Dublin game was on. I suppose everyone was talking about obviously Mayo overturning the Dubs, and then there's a I suppose a video going around social media, flying around everywhere of yourself and ronaldinho doing keepy uppies in his house which definitely i suppose like it was a big enough story mayo beating the dubs but i think your story probably even topped that because it was uh i suppose definitely just a a crazy story and i'm sure a lot of people have probably already heard about it but like how how did that even all come about like how did it go from like like how did you get to that point where you're there playing keepy uppies with ronaldinho in his own his own house because it is you know it is kind of baffling really
0: yeah, it's crazy enough, right? I think a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the hype around it at the start was because nobody really knew what was going on. Um mm-hmm. so a video just came out of me over in this house to keep you up and nobody knew the story behind it. And when people don't know about things, they naturally people want to find out. And I think that was kind of how how the hype came about at the start. But um I suppose going back to the very beginning, about a year or two ago, um, I saw Ronaldinho's brother, uh Assis, had made some new Instagram account and at the time he kind of thought it was fake or something, but it was up on Ronaldinho's actual Instagram account as being him. Like, so I said I'd give him a follow, and it was one of the first few hundred followers anyway. Um, obviously people like that would usually be on millions and stuff. Mm. So um I said one one day I said, look, I'll just try and send a message and see what happens. Um, because usually you don't get these kind of chances to talk to people like that. Um, so I sent him a message off in Google Translate. Um went into Portuguese, um, surprisingly I still haven't, I still have to translate the whole script because I want to get that back, <laughs> to see what I actually said. But um, it, went, it went something like, um, you know, Ron Dean has always been my hero. I mean, he's always touring around the globe and stuff if there's ever any chance that I could actually meet him uh, just to take a photo with him or anything. And um, I was astonished in, was it a day or two later? Um, I just woke up one morning and he'd replied, yeah, that's absolutely no bother. And he said he'd let me know in a, in a few weeks. And again, the thoughts come into your head, is, this could definitely be a fake account now. But um, I said, you know, this is once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, I have to kind of take a risk and keep messaging and see what happens.
1: Yeah, like, that definitely is quite mad, because, like, I suppose there definitely probably was some, I suppose, thinking in, in your own head as well, like, what if this is a, a fake account or something? Because I feel like you always kind of hear stories like that you know, of of you know, kind of fake stories or, or meeting someone or, or going out. Because I know if it was myself anyway, I'd definitely be quite cautious that, you know, this is, you know, this might be a, a scam or something like that. So I'm sure that I'd say that was probably running through your head a little bit as well. Definitely. Yeah. And that
0: was probably the reason why I didn't want to tell anybody because they'd convinced me then that it was definitely a scam. Um and I knew that they'd be able to convince me that it was a scam. Because I kind of thought it myself, but I said, look, I have to take a chance here.
1: Hmm. And you flew over like to to Rio de Janeiro, like obviously the the capital of Brazil, that was where you met him. Like you didn't even tell anyone at all. Like you didn't tell your parents, you didn't tell your friends, no family or anything like that. Just just went completely, completely solo.
0: No, it was only about a day's notice that I found out that I'd actually been going over there. So um, Hmm. I had a bit of money saved up from the COVID and stuff. So I just said, look, I'm going to book this. Um, I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't tell my friends, couldn't tell my parents. I think I told my parents that I was going on holiday with my friends. I told my friends mm. I was going on holiday with my parents. So um, <laughs> they were both kind of, didn't know what was going on, but um, yeah, got over there. Uh, even when I arrived over there, I didn't think it was going to happen then because the one time when I arrived over, he kind of stopped replying. So I was like, oh, is he after sending me over and just not saying anything?" you know? But mm. um, eventually I got through him anyway, and it all worked out.
1: Yeah, like as I've seen as well, you were outside is... house or his complex or something where there was a lot of a lot of security and you were waiting was it two or three hours or or something like that before there was eventually a a response so I'd say like I'd say that was nerve-wracking as well because I don't know if you had any hotels booked or or anything like that just in just in case you know nothing nothing happened or you couldn't get through or or what your fallback plan was because I'd say that was probably a little bit nerve-wracking as well like considering it is rio de janeiro like i feel like if there was any place you'd, you'd, you'd want to you know you'd travel to without telling anyone it certainly wouldn't be there it was a bit
0: scary all right yeah i remember getting out of the taxi um at the front of kind of the complex of fairy lives and i thought this is all going great now i'm gonna go up to the gate and when i went up to the gate like nobody was answering in the house or anything and i was trying to mm. message sys and ring bring and there was no reply and then they told me the security at the gate told me that um Look, nobody, nobody here knows you're coming. So um in that moment then I, I probably did think it was a scam for a few a few hours. But um I said, look, I'm I'm not leaving now. I'm gonna stay here for another few hours after coming all the way from Ireland at least. So um eventually I got through with him and he got through to the security and I was allowed in, thank God
1: yeah and what was that moment like then when you when you see him and you meet him you shake his hand or whatever like what's what was even i suppose like the first couple of words he, he even said to you i know probably his english isn't the best but i'd say that was a, a surreal moment like definitely i'd say you were starstruck in many ways yeah when i went into the
0: house i was in even inside the house for a few hours because he was he was in bed i think they had a party the night before or something so he got up very late but when he when he got up um yeah, he was just the nicest fella ever. I, I was kind of surreal just seeing him walking around the corner and coming into the room. Um, he came over and he gave me a hug and he told me that, you know, I he toll told him that I was coming. And um, I gave him the Kerry jersey and he was really thankful for that and he asked me to sign it. So that was just an amazing experience to be able to do that.
1: Mm. And what do you think it even was that even? Because I'd say, like, I'm sure, like, his, his brother, I know obviously created a new Instagram and obviously only had 100 followers so I suppose the timing was probably perfect but I'd say I'm sure he gets a lot of people like Ronaldinho like considering the, the star that he is and the the global star like I'm sure he probably gets a, a lot of requests or I don't know if he gets many people showing up outside his uh his front door but do you think even he, he just some ha- had some weird vested interest in in Gaelic football or or, or maybe the timing was just perfect or, or what do you think it was
0: um, well, obviously, I'd like to think that he had some kind of an interest in Gaelic yeah. in football, but um, maybe just the timing was correct. Maybe a bit of a mix of both. Um, it's still kind of surreal trying to figure out how it all happened because you know, he has 58 million or something followers on Instagram. know um, so why Why did they leave some some random lad from Ireland come over? Um, still trying to figure out a lot of it myself. But um, yeah, maybe timing. Well, I'd like to think that maybe he was interested in GAA in
1: Ana. Mm. And did you show him much like Gaelic football matches or, or show him much of the sport or describe the sport a bit to him like in, in detail and, and did he even speak about like what his thoughts were on it or, or anything like that I'm sure like most kind of people from from other countries when they see Gaelic football or hurling, they're kind of they're blown away a bit because they're like that's that looks kind of crazy like but what were his uh what were his initial thoughts on it. Um. They, they all kind of
0: thought it was a bit crazy as well Um, obviously their English is only okay but they were able to mm. say to me that it's kind of like a mixture of basketball and rugby and um, they liked the idea of that um, they said they'd like to come over and see a game but I don't know maybe they are only just saying that when I was <laughs> over there but um, obviously it would be unbelievable to get them over to see a game I won't rule it out but it's probably impossible
1: Yeah because I know there was a rumour mill then that he was going to come out if Kerry had a gotten past Tyrone there was a, a rumour mill that he was going to come over and be in crow park for the all Ireland final i don't know how true that was now and in all honesty you know it would be kind of mad right because i suppose when you see you know the world cup final or you see boxing events you'd often see celebrities or you know star names you think of conor mcgregor fights you've got you know a number of musicians there usually but when it comes to the all Ireland final it's obviously on a, a national scale so maybe you might have shane lowry or you know you know the president a couple of famous irish people but to have someone like ronaldinho in Crow yes. Park for an All Ireland final, and I could I could only I was only thinking there the other day as well. Like if you know if he was to have come over, and then let's say Kerry won the All Ireland, you can only imagine the photos of him with the Sam McGuire Like I mean, that would have been uh, a bit crazy, alright, Had that have happened, and whether he even would have came over, I don't know. But I'd say that would have been mad. Yeah, um, I still wouldn't completely rule it up, but uh, I'll try. I
0: would try my <laughs> best to get him over. But um, yeah, look, that would be something really hard and. Like a lot of planning a lot of security for somebody of his mm. his kind of a name to come over be
1: cost a lot of money so um yeah i don't know. yeah i was i was thinking that alright like and even when you were showing him Gaelic football like i was even thinking there was all well, like what match did he even show him because i know even sometimes for for myself and a few other people if you're away in holidays and normally you're just chatting rubbish somewhere to, to people and you, you end up showing them a match of Gaelic football and you showed them the, the best game you can think of. So what what game was it that you showed him in particular or what moment was it you showed him to, I suppose, promote Gaelic football or show him what the sport was? I suppose the favorite, my favourite game that I've attended anyway was the 2013
0: semi-final of Kerry in Dublin. Mm. So I showed him that game first of all and then after that uh, I just showed him a highlight reel of myself playing. Um, so those two kind of videos and then I think I just showed him some random video of just random mm. highlights um, of the game just from YouTube so I, I tried to give him a bit of a broad uh, view of the game but yeah obviously tried to pick my favorite moments as well
1: yeah absolutely no the, the 2013 I was thinking that game as well like that's normally the I suppose the kind of the showpiece game probably the the best game in, in Gaelic football I've ever seen like what were your thoughts anyways on the Kerry Tyrone game anyways I suppose that happened obviously a, a few weeks later, obviously Tyrone getting the, the victory by a, by a point in the end. Like what were your thoughts on that game?
0: Um I don't think things kinda of clicked, but even though things didn't click for Kerry, they still brought it to extra time. So um there was a lot of harsh words said after the game, but I wouldn't be too harsh. Like things don't click for a lot of teams in the day, and even though things didn't click, um you know they still got it to extra time and could have won the game. So I wouldn't be too artional.
1: Mm, yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. Like I suppose like considering you know, Tyrone obviously went and won the All-Ireland. They beat Mayo quite convincingly in the end, like beat them by by six points. And, you know, they were fairly comfortable, like going down the home stretch. And I suppose for Kerry, like considering they had a point loss, obviously David Clifford goes off injured at the start of extra time. Like, I suppose things really weren't as bad, I suppose, as what a lot of people made out. Yeah. Like, it's still like even, I know obviously Jack O'Connor's come in there now, but I think even if Peter Keane was to have stayed on, I think with Kerry, like like with the talent and, and players that he's have there, like he's would always be there, thereabouts over the next couple of years. I think so, yeah. And I
0: think it's the same with Dublin. A lot of people think like the Dublin reign is over and stuff, but when you think mm. about it, they only last the semi-final an extra time as well. So you can't be running them out either.
1: Yeah, no, like, and it is going to be interesting, all right, to, to see the, the next couple of years, all right, especially with, with Kerry and Dublin and Tyrone and I suppose Mayo are, are always there. They're always there, thereabouts. Like what have been your thoughts on, on the Kerry seniors in, in general over the past, I suppose, one or one or two years? Obviously, like plenty of talent obviously coming through. I know you're trying to break through into the senior team now as well. And like obviously you've got the Cliffords in there, you've got Sean O'Shea. I suppose you'd know a lot of the players, I'm sure, already. So what have you what have you what have been your thoughts so kind of seeing their progression over the past couple of years, like breaking into the first team? Obviously, you had the 2019 final as well, where they were very close to, to beating Dublin.
0: I think they're very, very close to winning on ireland obviously. Um, a lot of things have to go right for you to win in All-Ireland. It's not just on the team you have. It is a championship knockout structure, so um, you have to have a bit of look on your side as well. But obviously, I think uh, Kerry do have the best team going forward, uh, the best young players coming up. But um, you know it takes more than that to win in All-Ireland, um, as seen this year with mm.
1: And What do you think of Jack O'Connor coming in? Um, obviously you know he's he won many All-Irelands before in, in the past obviously with his two previous spells he obviously won one in 4 6 in 2009 came back in, in in 2009 for a second spell so what are your thoughts on him coming in for a, for a third time and I suppose obviously with yourself trying to break into the senior team like do you think him coming in like that will be I suppose because you know he, he's a man who's been there he's done it he has the experience and I suppose no one knows Kerry football better than him
0: yeah, he has great experience. He also has a history of first first season he comes in of winning to and so um <laughs> yeah there will be a bit of pressure on for that. but um yeah, I think it's a great addition. obviously, anybody with that much of experience is always going to be a great addition to anything.
1: Mm. And I suppose like for yourself next year are you pl- are you still with the under 20s next year or are you planning to, to try and I suppose make a, a break into the into the into the senior team? Um, I'm overage for the 20s
0: next year, obviously, so um the next mm. few years. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and obviously do my best to get into the Kerry senior team, but obviously that's going to be a very hard thing to do. There's lots of talent in Kerry. Everybody from when they're five years old kind of wants to play for Kerry in Kerry. So I think that's what makes the the standard so high because everybody has the same dream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like and looking back, I suppose just at the I suppose a couple of uh, years for yourself, obviously in the the minor football championship and, and under twenties as well, like looking back at the 2018 minor football championship, I'd say that's kind of fond memories for yourself. Obviously you were minor footballer of the year that year as well. So I'd say to have that moment as well and to have that under your belt, like especially trying to break into the senior team, at least you did have that experience, I suppose, pre-COVID as well, which obviously a lot of footballers, I suppose, in today's uh, world wouldn't have had. So I'd say that was a uh, fond memories for yourself. Yeah, obviously that was, that was an amazing year for me. Yeah. Um from when you first
0: break into the development squads in Kerry, obviously the goal is, the goal is minor. So you keep working towards that under 14, under 15, under 16. And as you're playing those development squads, everything is still, everything is geared towards minor. So, um, you know, from when you're 10 or 11, you always think or dream of playing for Kerry minors in Crowe Park. And then I suppose when you see um, the teams that have gone before you, there was four teams before us that have won. And that would give you extra belief and extra motivation to want to emanate them and want to copy them. So I think that was a great bonus for us having those four teams ahead of us and that we could get the five in a row.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Like obviously when you came into the side, you're coming into a minor team that had obviously been very successful, that had won, you know, four minor titles in a row. You obviously had the likes of David Clifford in there and, and Sean O'Shea, who obviously had broken into the senior team by the time the, the 2018 championship came around. So I suppose coming into the side at that time period as well when the the minor structures were clearly doing great work and Kerry, I'd say that was a a great moment as well. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's something I'll always look back on that year. Um, Just an amazing year and then to be able to cap it off uh, with the player of the year. Obviously, individual awards aren't as good as team awards, uh, but it was great to be able to get that right.
1: Hundred percent, and like just looking through, obviously, like your your time playing with the minors and under twenties as well. Like, who would you say is the the best player you've you've played with in in those years? I suppose no pressure or anything. Um, probably be Paul O'Shea. um mm.
0: He's just the the most natural footballer I've ever seen. Sometimes he can look as he's he's being a bit lazy, kind of the style he has. But um, it's just because he's so natural. It's like he almost doesn't have to try. He's just so confident on the ball and it, it his style kind of makes him look lazy at times but it just it's because he's just so gifted and natural.
1: yeah i was going to say as well like obviously with, with jack o'connor coming into the helm i suppose he like where you were saying in, in his first year he has a habit of winning all irelands but i suppose he's made you know normally when he does come in as manager he's not afraid to make this big decisions and, and make big changes and I'm sure he's a man who's probably watched a lot of Kerry football over the past couple of years at underage level. Obviously, he was involved with the the under twenties and, and the minors himself there for a couple of years. So, would you say even with some of those players and maybe even yourself, obviously it's very hard to to break into break into the Kerry team, like we all know the, the talent that they have and the forwards that they have. But would could you even see some some of those players even maybe breaking into the into the Kerry panel over the next couple of years?
0: Um, I'd like to think that anyway. Um. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to do, but I think that's what makes it worthwhile. Um, everybody does on those five minor teams in a row. Obviously, still wants to dream of playing Kerry senior and wants to do the work to get there. Um, so I don't know how many players you're talking about there trying to get into the Kerry seniors. Um, but that's what makes it so hard, and that's what makes
1: it worthwhile. Absolutely, yeah. Like I suppose it's a very competitive um, Kerry club championship as well. Like a lot of club players and. Definitely a lot of uh, of talent all across the, the county. Who would you have said then is the best player you've played against? And you can even go from you know playing with, with Brosna or anything like that. Like, who would you say was the, the toughest player maybe you've come up against or, or that's marked you or you've marked him? Um,
0: I suppose I'd have to go with a few of the current Kerry seniors uh, Brian Begley, Jason Foley, mm-hmm. um, those kind of players. Obviously, in the forwards then, playing against David Clifford, playing against Sean O'Shea. Um, seeing those seeing those lads do their thing in the field in front of you is great to watch as well obviously you can't get cut up in it but you have to play your
1: own game but yeah it's great to watch players like them play. yeah no doubt about it no doubt about it well look listen Paul appreciate your time anyway appreciate you jumping on and um, yeah I suppose best of luck with the getting into the Kerry Seniors next year and, and obviously with your club as well and uh, yeah appreciate your time appreciate you coming on cheers Aaron thanks for having me